watch movie based on video games Think to yourself, this is kinda strange Mario is British, Luigi's Latino Cuba's played by a goddamn weirdo Well that's video games and movie Video games and movie Video games and movie Hi everyone, welcome to the pilot episode of a show we're calling Video Games the Movie, and it's a podcast in which we talk about, well, movies that are related to or pertaining to video games. Hi, I'm your host, Blaine J, and with me, co-host, James Maholland. Hello everyone! And for this pilot episode, James, I, I said, what do you want to talk about first? And he jokingly replied, let's talk about Wing Commander. This is all my fault. So, I rewatched Wing Commander, and James did as well. Um, you can probably already tell from the sound of my voice that this was not an enjoyable experience whatsoever. Um, oh, where to start on this one? Well, should we even continue? I have a feeling everyone just turned off their uh, iPods or listening devices. <laughs> yeah, uh, we, better, we better go on. You're talking about a, a two-hour movie that we have to try and fill 30 minutes of dialogue with about, and there's almost nothing to talk about. This is based off the series Wing Commander, which is very good. Um, I haven't played them in a number of years, but the the third and fourth ones feature Mark Hamill, and you know that guy was out of work during the 99 when this movie came out. Why didn't you just call the guy? He probably would have done this movie for not a bag of peanuts, but, I mean, much less than the actual stars of this film. Um, God, you have Matthew Lillard, who, for some reason as a kid, I thought this guy was a good actor. Um, now looking back... Shaggy-Doo! Wowie, Scooby-Doo. I think we're on to something. It's like a huge laboratory. Yeah, he, he, he was Shaggy. And then you have his counterpart in the Scooby-Doo movies, Freddie Prince Jr., who played uh, Fred in the Scooby movies, and he plays Blair in Wing Commander. And, God, is he just a bag of shit, too. I mean, <laughs> these are guys, you know, they were popular in the 90s because, you know, well, in Matthew Lillard's case, he's kind of, like, goofy, you know, over the top a little bit, you know, not quite Polly Shore levels. But, you know, if you've ever seen uh, the movie Hackers, he played... Uh, God, who did he play? Psycho Killer or something? And he's just like off the wall and zany. Of course, he's most famous for Sco Shaggy and Scooby-Doo where he's off the wall and zany. He did a few other films uh, with like SLC Punk, uh, Without a Paddle, and some other garbage. Um, yeah, he's, you know, for some reason as a kid I like him. Now I can't stand him. Freddie Prince Jr. I can never stand. He was just like good-looking guy. You know, and then once his look started to fade, he kind of just disappeared. He's a terrible actor. Say what you want to say about Freddie Prince, though. That guy know how to run, knows how to run a 10-key, as you see in this movie, about <laughs> four or five times. Because that's how you jump to light speed. You hit a bunch of buttons I on mean, a 10-key. Yeah, little... <laughs> how fucking ridiculous is it that this takes place in, like, this futuristic thing. And, they've yeah, they've got a 10-key to... Uh, and not only that, but the the monitors that output whatever's going on outside look as though they're off an old Commodore 64 or something. I mean, you're talking about, like, vector graphics with, like, green lines depicting, you know, this and that. And it's like, oh, come on. 
even in 99 when this came out we had better looking you know monitor displays than that you know it's just a joke i don't know who who they're trying to fool or i i mean i guess the movie had a 30 million dollar budget right 30 million dollars sounds like a lot of fucking money but when you're bringing in your freddy's princes and your matthew lillards uh these guys didn't cost at the time a small amount of money so there you go there they probably easily got paid a, a million or two a piece right and then you have the other actors some of which also probably uh got a pretty hefty paycheck and then you have the cgi which i you know i guess t at this point their budget might be 15 million and they could spend 10 of it on cgi i i'm i don't even know that they did that this looks like something that you would get done at like a a college for you know whatever cgi or whatever it's like this is stuff that like students may have produced it it's laughable even at the time i watched this in 99 and it was laughable then well they probably saved a lot of money with the uh with the battle the battleship that they show they probably just reused an old like submarine set because yeah. it, it there's like pipes and crap and like, valves running all over the place the thing yeah. that got me was uh at the end, you see, like, they have this sophisticated shielding system, like you'd see in, you know, Star Trek. Mm -hmm. But then you see the guys, like, loading missiles, like they're torpedoes, into, like, you know, the, the launch base. Yeah. yeah, can you imagine, like, Jordy LaForge having to, like, load in one of those, um, one of those things called the uh, photon, photon torpedoes? Torpedo, yeah. yeah, that didn't happen because they, they progressed. They have machines or whatever doing that. But not in this, mm -hmm. not in this show. Mm -hmm. Got to have people physically loading these things in like we're like it's a u-boat yep and yeah oh god and i guess we'll talk about the actual kilrothi which they always show in like just second spurts because they knew they knew how bad these fucking costumes <laughs> <Yeah>. were <laughs> this is like oh. the worst cosplayers depiction of a kilrothi i mean i've seen better shit at cosplay you know this stuff is horrific i don't know they look plastic this is there I, were very few moving parts on those faces yeah, too it was like exactly it was, it was like, like teddy, it was like teddy ruxpin yeah like just the mouth would go up and down everything else would stay straight it was horrible they never horrible. never blinked you know and just yeah <laughs> they were just horrific just the mouth moved and they they look like they would have uh weighed a ton and been really hot to have been in and it was just i mean they they could have literally done a better job if they had just put like makeup on the actors themselves to make them look like a cat glue a little fur here and there bing bang boom you're done it would have looked better than what's going on here i mean chewbacca's costume looks infinitely better for that matter the the scenes in which tie fighters are flying in the original star wars and you're talking 77 for that movie look better than the shit that's going on in this movie it's just all around a shit fest <laughs> then they they do every bad movie trope that you could possibly do in this film you've got freddie prince who's a pilgrim but you can't admit to being a pilgrim i, I didn't even i don't know what, what that's about but he wears a cross around his neck that has like a dagger in it or something right it's got like a little button and a little switchblade comes out or some shit yeah, that never came up in the movie, to my knowledge, but whatever. <laughs> um, and he has the gift. He is the one. He is the Neo of this movie. He is able to rock the 10 keypad 
like no other. He looks like a, a 1970s um, phone operator on this motherfucker. His hands are a blur. He can figure out what to put in at a moment's notice, even though even now computers can outthink, you know, as far as numerically, humans easily. There is no way you're going to c- compare to that. This takes place in the future, but this pilgrim motherfucker, he is way better than a computer at it and can physically put in those numbers faster than the computer could do, you know, itself, which no, you can't. But it's laughable. It is pretty laughable. And then the plot is, you know, this pilgrim guy and his buddy Matthew Lillard are both pilots fresh out of the academy and they're being flown to some space station or some shit. And um, you know what? I don't even know. Like, they I think can't... it's a battle cruiser of some sort. They're, yeah, they're going somewhere and they get diverted because the Kilrathi take down a ship and get its, like, like map. navigation navigation system or something, right? And it looks yeah. like a PlayStation Two. Yeah, yeah. that that gives the Kilrathi like the location of every single ship in the fleet and every single base that the uh, no, humans have. <laughs> <laughs> or why would they have that on a ship? But but these ships they're they're moving. You, I mean, yeah. it, it it could be a system that like tracks them somehow or something. But I don't know. Anyway, just stupid is as stupid does. They steal the PlayStation uh, 2, and they take off, and then, yeah, for some reason they have to get Freddie Prince's ship to divert to this one because it's the only one in, like, earshot or some fucking shit. Oh, just terrible. They get there, and then they meet meet up with the other crew members. Matthew Lillard instantly falls in love with this black chick named Rosie, and then they kill her moments later. <laughs> and we're supposed to give a fucking shit. Like, Lillard has this big scene where he just terribly is crying and screaming, Rosie! You know, and you're supposed to give a fuck. You know, like, we just met this character. and Well, because... how she died was just insane. I mean, yeah. she's trying to land her ship, which is going too fast, into the landing bay. Yeah. I'm like, why don't you shut the thing off? Like, is it, I mean, just turn it off. Just float have there. Until you in. Yeah, float there. We'll come get you. Because later but, on yeah. in the episode, yeah, they do that exact thing where they go <laughs> yeah. tractor beam in a fucking derelict ship. This is technology yeah. they have later in the film. Rosie could have stopped and just been like, yeah. yeah, no, I'll just ease it on in. And she very grossly says that. She says, oh, I call it ease it on in or something. She's like English. And he's like, oh, talk dirty to me, baby, or some shit like that. And it's like, this is a... <laughs> this is a moment which you should be taking very seriously and, yes. and, and you're making quips about the sex that you just had 30 minutes ago. Just ease it in, girl. I love it when you talk dirty. Get that nose up, Marine. Terrible. And then, yeah, she crashes and dies. Everyone blames fucking Matthew Lillard. And then five seconds later, they forgive him. And we need you back out there, yeah. too, maniac. We need you back out there, yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. Okay, so they go back out, and um, I don't even know. This time it's like Angel, who is played by this hot British chick, and the captain or the commander of the squad, and Blair, because he's the only one that can do it. He's the fucking one um, to be able to do the jump coordinate something or other garbage. Go out, and they get... Uh, accosted by some Kilrathi or something and she takes off 
to be able to shoot down a torpedo that's going to like blow up the ship or some shit just a bunch of trash of just a bunch of garbage <laughs> well wait you got to back up for, to one important part that okay. i couldn't believe okay um they needed to board and kill rathley's ship yeah so instead of gathering all the soldiers all the marines who did they get they mm-hmm. get all the pilots because the pilots are the best people to invade a kill ship and like one of the biggest battles in the movie yeah is a gun battle on foot between pilots and the Kilrathi, and you're like, this is Wing Commander. We're yeah. supposed to be out ships the entire time. We don't need our pilots storming aboard another ship with guns. And I was just like, why would you do this? I can only why did you do this? Only imagine it's because they couldn't or didn't have in the budget enough money to <laughs> yeah. do dogfighting amongst the ships because there is virtually none. You know, you get this yeah. scene coming up where Angel flies after a torpedo shoots it down, but then is somehow unable, I don't even remember, something happens to where she blows up and she's just floating around in space. And And she only has an hour of oxygen. Why would they build an escape pod with an hour of oxygen? I don't know, or some means to produce it. I mean, we have this technology now. Yeah. Whatever. So yeah, she's she's sitting there, derelict, and Freddie Prince comes up, I'll track you back in, and, and she's like, no, you can't do that. Just leave me, soldier. And he's like, you're all right. You know, he's like, where's my 10 key? The most, and it's like the some of the worst overacting ever. And then, yeah, he gets on his fucking 10 key and, you know, leaves this commander behind. Again, like we're supposed to give a shit because we just met her. You know, we don't, there's not been a lot of scenes with this bitch. We really don't care about her. Anyway, he jumps on the 10 key, goes to the jump coordinates uh, he gets followed by a big ship. He tricks the ship into following him near a black hole or a quasar or some shit that happened earlier in the movie where you learned about his skills with the 10 key. And he once again uh, uses his skills to be able to get out of that and the ship gets caught and blows up and he saves the fucking world. la da Comes back to the ship. They tractored in or his mentor the obi-wan of this movie who's just does a terrible fucking job also a pilgrim and i mentioned sorry i'm jumping around here it's just uh it's all like coming to mind uh and i'm just kind of throwing it out there but yeah he he went blindly out to find angel who had shut off her uh blip that showed where she was because it would uh potentially show her position to the Kilrathi or some shit and he found her blind somehow in infinite space drag her drug her back and she just is arriving as Freddie Prince is getting back she only had an hour so presumably all the shit Freddie did was within an hour they kind of slap her awake the first thing she does is tongue make out with Freddie Prince because that's what you want to do when you've been fucking unconscious out of breath for an indiscriminate amount of time, you know, <clears throat> just the worst shit, man. And then roll credits as she's getting carried away in a uh, stretcher, and P- Freddie Prince is just left there in the dock, yeah. docking bay. Yeah, just garbage, just all around gutter trash. Well, the thing that drove me nuts when I first saw this is, you know, the Kilrathi, their entire fleet is heading to Earth, and the whole thing is like they're going to get there before you know, the Terrans or the humans or have a chance to mobilize. And I'm like, well, where the hell are these people? Why aren't they nearby Earth? Shouldn't we have a defense 
group there to prevent an invasion to Earth, our, you know, our homeland. Some, some kind of automated system with drones or something. Yeah. Or just always keep a couple of ships around so we have a defense. I mean, have and something. Then, but then we're able to get our, our fleet into place, and it's like, okay, here comes the biggest battle of the movie. It's going to be ship on ship. You know, Freddie Prince did it. Now it's time for, like, the audience to get the battle they've been waiting for. But what happens? Like, the mm-hmm. Kilrathi have to go through a wormhole one at a time. Mm-hmm. And all the humans' ships just sit there, and they blow up that ship. Yep. And the Kilrathi send another one, because there's no way to tell the group, you know, before that, no, we just got, you know, blown up. Don't come back. So they show about two or three ships get blown up, and then that's it. And they go into the docking bay, and that's where, yeah, Angel shows up. And it's like, you've been building to this huge battle the entire effing movie, and that's how you're going to show it. Yep, shooting fish in a barrel. Shooting fish in a barrel. Yep. And then roll credits with Freddie Prince sitting there with his hand down his pants as his girlfriend gets carted away. And it's not Matthew even his Hope. girlfriend. To this point, they had <laughs> nothing. There was it was Commander, and he was the you know subordinate or whatever. But yeah, they should be quiet. Yeah, just first thing when she wakes up, just tongue make out with this motherfucker. If that's what you do, <laughs> just the worst. Yeah, and thank God anybody. that these people don't have a career anymore because. <laughs> I it's just reiterated my hate of Freddie Prince, you know, and you know you feel for the guy. His dad, I guess, committed suicide at a young age. Also, an actor. Um, that's that's terrible. Uh, yeah, that'll only get you so far, kid. You know, it's like eh, I feel for that gave gave you Wing Commander. Now you got to make up for Scooby Doo. Um, now he works at a bank where he can utilize his ten key abilities when entering in your balance. <laughs> Blair's an accountant, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck. Yeah, just a terrible movie. There's nothing else to talk about it. I will never watch this film again. It almost makes me not ever want to play a Wing Commander game again. Yeah. Wing Commander itself was great, though. The original ones for the SNES, it was, Mm -hmm. you know, you look at it, so first person, you know, space, shoot him up, or not shoot him up, but, you know, shooter. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a good game. And then what, you know, Part of, you know, why this movie was probably, they, they took so much creative licensing is there wasn't a big storyline to it. It was just like the Kilrathi are coming, we're humans, we got to kill the Kilrathi. Boom. So they had to infuse all this other stuff and just, well, you know. By this time, didn't do it. Wing Commander 2 and 3, I believe, were out. Maybe even 4, I'm not sure of that. But 3 for sure had like a huge storyline with just like great interwoven stories and stuff and and I'm looking at my copy. I've got a copy sitting on the shelf right here. And the makeup job they did for the cutscenes in that movie are far, or not movie, but game, are far superior to the movie. Uh, it just is night and day, you know. And then that, that famously starred uh, Mark Hamill. And those games are great, you know. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what they're doing. This is just. I wonder how much input like the the video game creators and maybe even like the you know, they should have fans there to like you know help drive the the direction of this these movies. I feel like they got this great script and they bring in like a Hollywood writer. Same thing happened with Resident Evil, which we'll get to in a later show. But yeah. got this great game, great storyline, great characters. Throw it away, and they're gonna bring some, you know, other person in to just write their own story with themes based on the. But we'll, we'll, we'll save that one. I don't want to get too far into right, that. Right, right. Uh, can of worms. It's it's a general theme regarding these movies that we're gonna be hitting on. 
uh, for the next however long this show goes, where it was just we're going to be just severely disappointed more often than not. And uh, unfortunately, that's probably going to be happening in the next show as well, where we're going to be talking about Street Fighter the movie. Street Fighter the movie, yes. That one does have some redeeming qualities. Some being um, Raul Julia. Yeah. There are... The, the, well, let's, let's save that one. I have a lot yeah. to say about that one already. But let's, I've got let's a lot that. that I could already talk about that one, but we'll get into that on the next episode. Until then, where can people find you, Mr. James Mulholland? I am found at goodbuddyjames at gmail.com. Goodbuddyjames, no spaces, no anything. Goodbuddyjames at gmail.com. And you can find me at Belmont at outlook.com. That's Simon, not Simon. And you can find us on Retro Game Core, that's Core, C-O-R-P-S. And uh, we're, we're going to be getting all the episodes for this show and our other show, which you should be listening to, called Is It Worth It Podcast, which is part of the RPG, uh, Retro RPG Network. And also, I do want to mention, listen to our friends over at the RPG Show, who is hosting this. Uh, they have a great show. Um, we guest there occasionally, or I have, I believe James is going to guest in the future. Uh, yeah, they've got a great show. They talk about RPGs on our, is it worth a podcast? We talk about video games that are typically overpriced and tell you whether or not we think that price is warranted. Um, yeah, that's about it. I don't really have much else to say to you, James. I think you nailed it perfectly. I think I'm looking, I think this is a good show. I'm looking forward to the next one. Yeah, it was fun. Anyway, we'll see you then. We'll be talking about Street Fighter, the movie. Later. Later, later. I see you, Scooby-Doo, the trolley's back to you, what's this